0: Are you tired of the same old business advice? Welcome to the Liberated CEO Experience, the podcast that's redefining entrepreneurial success one unscripted and candid conversation at a time. Get ready to soak up unfiltered stories of triumph, failure, and everything in between from trailblazers who are rewriting the rules of the game and building thriving businesses on their own terms. So if you're ready to level up your impact, income, and joy, all while staying true to your unique vision, you're in the right place. This is the Liberated CEO Experience. Welcome back, game-changing entrepreneurs and truth seekers. You're tuned in to another enlightening episode of the Liberated CEO Experience, the podcast that's all about helping you break boundaries and build a business that truly resonates. I'm your host, Ty Goodwin, and today we're going deep with an honest conversation about authenticity and inauthenticity out here in the online marketing space. My guest is Tanya Smith of Get Noticed With Video. She's a trailblazing on-camera video strategist and coach who empowers service providers to cultivate a captivating conversational brand and consistently engage with their audience. With over a decade of experience, Tanya has emerged as a distinguished leader and sought-after guest speaker. She's been highlighted in and on the cover of publications, including Speakers Magazine, Marketing, Media & Money, Voyage Dallas, and more. When she's not adding to her remarkable Wonder Woman collection, Tanya can be found hosting her dynamic Stream Like a Boss TV show, where she offers weekly strategies and invaluable tools to evaluate your on-camera presence. In this episode, we'll dive deep into the importance of authenticity in the digital space, exploring how transparency and honesty can elevate your brand, foster meaningful relationships, and amplify your impact. We'll also talk about the other side of the coin, the shady side of online personas. So if you're ready for the truth and are set on making a lasting impact by being unapologetically you, then you're in the right place. Settle in, stay true, and let's delve into what it really means to be authentic online right here on the Liberated CEO Experience. Okay, so if you are here and you're listening to this, this is totally unscripted but this is probably going to be one of my more unpopular maybe a little bit even controversial conversations and when I was thinking about this topic I was going to have a rant party all by myself (laughs) I was going to get on my soapbox I was going to talk about a lot of stuff and then I thought who better to have this conversation with than Tanya and she obliged and so we are here you heard her bio you know about the amazing person that she does the amazing work that she does and here's something that was not included in her official bio and I say this because I've known her for years we even had a chance to meet in person is that Tanya is the real deal the genuine article And when you've been around in a marketing space for as long as we have in this online space, there are not a lot of people that I can say that about and feel good and confident. And so this conversation that we're having today is a real gem of a conversation. So, hey, girl. Hey, 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 (laughs) oh, man. So let me tell you what sparked this direction. I was talking to somebody the other day about podcasts. They were interviewing me for their podcast and they were going through this, all this stuff as if I had never been on a podcast before.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And then after our interview, she said, oh my gosh, that was amazing. She was like, you must do podcasts all the time. (laughs) I said, and it got me thinking, Tanya, when did we start? We had a podcast together.
1: It was, oh my goodness. That was, yeah. Was it maybe mid to late 2000s? It was like 2007, 2008. So yeah. eight, two
0: thousand between 2008 2010, somewhere, near, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there, because
1: early, early on, especially for my business, that was early, early.
0: Yeah. On. And it was back when Talk Shoe was popular. Yeah. <laughs>
1: talk Shoe, Blog Talk Radio, all of that. <laughs>
0: doing podcasts from your car. <laughs> all of those things were out there. And it reminded me of how long we've been in this space. Yes. And one of the things for both of us, and I wanted you to talk a little bit about your journeys and how you got to where you are now, because we've had some similar paths and they've crossed over. I've always referred to you as my sister from another Mr. <laughs> it's true. But one of the things that we both rebelled against is the bro marketing, guru marketing, yeah. shiny very start. stuff. Yeah. And so I wanted to have a real conversation about what this looks like in this space. So first, let's rewind the tape and go back. When you first started your business, what were you focused on back then?
1: Gosh, when I first, when I very first decided that I wanted Mm -hmm. to do anything in the coaching world, I just wanted to do something that I felt made a difference. I felt like the work I was doing on a corporate level It was paying the bills, yeah, but I wasn't making a real difference and I didn't have a lot of creative freedom in that role. Mm -hmm. So for me doing the coaching thing, it was right after I started realizing that I could make an impact by mentoring and talking with and sharing what I know to other people, especially women. And I knew I also was a bit of a geek, so I had technology aptitude. I could pick up any piece of technology and learn it really quickly. And so I really started using at that time a lot of audio, so thus the podcast, like you were talking about, like way back then. I was like, wow, I need to be able to do this from home. I need it to be something I can juggle while I'm doing my work in in the evenings, of course, and on the weekends, but. I needed it to be something where I could reach people without having to travel a lot because at the time I still had a small child. So for me, it was about the impact starting out. And then as I moved forward and started investing in my own self and my education as a coach, not necessarily buying into the whole idea that I needed to be credentialed to help people, but buying into the idea that I needed to know what I was talking about and have some structure and some strategy behind it. I always knew I needed structure and I needed to put, I needed to be intentional about it. And so the marketing path is something that just really seemed to appeal to me. And even back then I knew promoting yourself to get, especially black women. So I did a a summit called Women of Color Telesummit. (laughs) And it was I had these global people from around the world that were leaders in their businesses and in their organizations and companies that were teaching Black women and other women of color how to promote themselves, how to get promoted, because it was always a thing that I kept hearing about as an HR person. So it started there. And then that was the seed for everything else, Ty. Just fast forwarding to where really where we both are now, where I am now it is really truly about helping people to find their voice i'm just using video as the medium now but previously it was all these other different spaces that i was trying to experiment with and see like where do i fit yeah. but i never seemed to fit into a box mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah. And I remember that. I think that was one of the reasons why we both connected because back then I was the career makeover coach. Yes. I had this passion. I had used coaching. I had gotten a coach and that coach had helped me increase my salary in $23,000 in one career move. And I was so gung-ho and excited about coaching and what it could do for women and particularly what it could do for women of color. I was a single mom at the time. I'm like, I'm going to go save the world. I'm going to help other single moms who want to make this big career move. And it was like crickets back then. Yes. Yeah. Cause we're trailblazers and we were ahead of the curve. And back then people that looked like us weren't really doing a lot of investing in coaching. Coaching mm-hmm. was still so new for a lot of people. And so yeah. it was really hard to build that business, even though we had really good brands, <laughs> right? Yeah. It was really hard to build that business. So we've both taken some detours and turns and we've gotten into this marketing space. And I know one of my frustrations has been feeling like I have to become this guru kind of personality in order to really get the visibility. And I wouldn't say visibility. I would say the clout. Yes. Do you think there's a difference? I think there's a difference. I'm curious. Do you think there's a difference between visibility and clout?
1: Absolutely. Because I think that like anybody can be visible nowadays, you just do a TikTok video using the boat. (laughs) Everybody knows about the boat. (laughs) You can be visible all day long, but do you have credibility and do you have clout as someone who is to be believed and trusted to provide information that is going to change the way that you do business or you do life? Yeah. To me, that's what clout is. And sometimes it feels you're running this race where you're constantly behind, even though you know you have all Mm -hmm. of the skills, you have the knowledge, you know, you have the experience, but you can't get the clout. I keep trying to figure out like, where does that, why not when I see other people who may not look like me or do marketing the way that I do? Yeah, that have huge, just ridiculous audiences. Mm -hmm. And it's, but I could be visible. I could easily have a huge audience too and still not have that clout. So yeah, I see that.
0: Yeah, and I felt like that in some cases where I've got the visibility, I've got the talent, I've got the knowledge, I've got the skill, but that level of clout comes in. And I know before when I went back, there was a time where I went back to my day job I was a full-time entrepreneur and I went back and it was because I refused at the time. Everybody that was out there was saying, I will show you how to make six figures in six weeks, six figures in eight weeks, six figures yeah. in 10 weeks. And you had to make those kind of claims. And I've always been into this vein of if the only way I'm making six figures is because I'm telling you how to make six figures, I have a real problem with that.
1: Yep. Yeah. Just like the financial and wealth gurus out there who are teaching you about how you can become wealthy. And really they built their wealth off of the backs of these courses that they're putting out about how to build wealth. Yeah, same exactly. thing. Exactly.
0: Yeah, you didn't hit your first 100K until you sold those courses. <laughs> but your courses are telling people how to make 100K without. So like, it's like, it's ridiculous what we see out there. And I was joking earlier that sometimes it makes me want to tap out. Right. Because yeah. I don't want to be that person. But it feels like in order to get to a certain level, you have to become that. And so I wanted to chat with one of my real connections. I guess a lot of people that want to I'm connected. I know time, but you're real. What keeps you going? When you see, you know what I'm mean? like, you know, when I mean? you see folks that don't have half the insight and knowledge and skill yeah. and practice, because this mm-hmm. is one thing about Tanya, y'all yo check out Get noticed with Video. She's got a great virtual space for co working, which I love seeing you do and you thrive in that. But here's the thing I noticed about you you've put in the hours. Mm-hmm. You didn't just go watch somebody's video on YouTube and then say, hey, I'm going to show you how to do video. Like, You put in the hours with the tools. You put in the hours with learning how to do it, with practicing what works, with building the right network of connections. So what keeps you going when you see people that have done maybe a 10th of what you've done, but they seem to have that clout? Yeah. Right?
1: Sometimes it's an interesting conundrum because there are days, there are moments when I second guess. And I think maybe I should just give this up because is it worth it? All the work and all the effort that I put in almost literally, I almost canceled. There was a program that I taught this past weekend. And I almost canceled the boot camp because I started just second guessing, like, why am I continuing to do this? Why don't I just sit down and go do the normal thing and enjoy that I'm almost on the verge of retirement? Like, why don't I just do that and let this thing go? But It is truly, it's become a passion for me over time. It's something that it does matter to me, the quality of the content that I put out. It matters to me that what I'm sharing with people is real. So I will tell you, when I delivered the bootcamp, I made the commitment that I'm going to be honest and real with these people, and I'm going to tell them the truth, that When you come in here, and so one of our success principles at the very start, I said, I need to share this with you. And if this does not resonate with you and you've heard something from somebody else that you believe more than what I'm about to say, go ahead and leave now because I can refund you. (laughs) Like principle number one was this is not easy. This is work like you're not going to go viral overnight unless it's just by some special exceptions and situations, but more than likely it's going to take you time and effort. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to teach you is based on the fact that it does take time and you got to put in the work. Yeah. I'm going to give you step-by-step structure. I'm going to give you practical information, but you got to do something with it. You can't just do one video and then be like, I should be viral tomorrow. Like it's, that's not going to happen. But to your point earlier, again, wonder like, but this is not what people want to hear. So should I be even sharing it? <laughs> do yeah. I need to do this bootcamp? <laughs> yeah. Because what they want to hear and what they buy into is mm-hmm. all you got to do is come and Attend this boot camp, and then tomorrow you'll be a superstar and you'll go viral. That's mm-hmm. what people are telling them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's madness because people are buying into that promise. And then it's that cognitive dissonance, right? Because I saw your page and it said, if I came to your class, I was going to get XYZ. I came yeah. to your class, I didn't get XYZ, but what else you got? right? And it's just really what, but I have a theory about this and i want to see if this resonates with you. And this might resonate with some of you who are listening and might have been wondering the same thing. Now I want to preface this by saying that for those of you thinking that we're being haters or, mm-hmm. you know, no, I'm just telling you the actual truth. I'm saying if somebody dug something up a long time ago <laughs> from a long time ago. And it blew my mind. This was from, I think, let me tell you how deep, I was out here in this internet space. They found something back from 2010. I was on a list. It was a list of 40 top entrepreneurs talk about the benefits of hiring a VA. Now, let me tell you who else was on this list. Ramit of I Will Teach You How to Be Rich, Brendan Burchard. And I'm sharing it. Like if you're in the internet space, you know those names, Yes, But I was on the list. Marie Mm -hmm. Forleo- She was like 38 and I was like 44 on the list. Mm -hmm. All of these folks were on this list and I'm on that list too. So let's talk about visibility and clout, right? So there's that. And it just really made me laugh because I'm thinking there were certain things and certain connections that I didn't pursue. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to sit back and I wanted to be me and be in my own space. But you know what else was also interesting Tang, is that I was the only Black female on that entire list.
1: Not a surprise, especially at that time. Yeah.
0: But it's just so Mm. interesting. I don't know. I don't know how much farther we've come (laughs) in some spaces, right?
1: Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if we're going backwards, honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I was saying that this is not just like, you know, we're hating or we're like, oh, people who are super successful. They're all gurus and evil. Not at all. But this is a real conversation. So one of the things that you know about me, I'm very transparent. I practice what I teach and I'm not going to do the hype, hype, hype stuff. This is the real conversation that I think a lot of people have because I see a lot of folks who are brilliant at what they do, but they can't get the traction, right? That's true. And they end up, Second guessing and doubting and then feel like there's something wrong.
1: Yep. It's almost funny when you, like you said, you have these interviews. I've done a lot of them too, mm-hmm. where people just assume that you don't know. Like you must be new because I'm just now seeing you. No, I've been doing this for a minute, like yeah. a long minute. This yeah. is not new for me. And even we, as people of color, tend to question our own credentials and credibility. I've seen that happen too, where I think someone tried to kind of sit me down a little bit because they were doing a video and they were talking about marketing and they were talking about some tools. And so I popped a question into the chat and the question was a well thought out question because I know what I'm doing and I yeah. know what type of gear it was. And the person was, that's just stupid. Like, why would you even ask that? Like they kind of went into the zone
0: oh my gosh. and
1: I shut down instead of really just, I could have done differently, but I chose not to. I chose Uh to bow out gracefully from the conversation. Like, okay, but it's the way that we treat each other and that we don't even invest in each other, but we'll turn around. Somebody sent me a note this morning, Ty, sent me a note this morning and asked me about someone else coaching them Uh on some of the same stuff that I work on that they can clearly see I deliver, but they're asking me to send them a referral to this other person who's in my circle of influence. And I thought, wow. So you just completely discredited me. And why is that? Yeah.
0: I don't know. So so, yeah, so why do you think that is?
1: I honestly, I have tried to ponder that in some. Mm -hmm. First of all, from a visual media standpoint, Black women in particular are often overlooked. It's a fact. There are statistics out there that talk about this. Mm -hmm. And it's not just other communities that overlook us and underestimate us. We do that to each other. We do. So I feel like it has to be grounded somewhere in those statistics. I don't know what the exact reason is, but I feel that there is a, it's almost kind of one of those things psychologically where When you see a certain color, when you see white, that's good. When you see black, that's bad. That's at the basic and most elemental level. But Mm -hmm. I think that it bleeds over into a lot of marketing and visual imagery. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it really does. I posted something on Facebook a while ago and it got a lot of responses. And here's what happened. I'm in a mastermind, like a micro mastermind with these two guys who are white guys And every week we get together and we take a look at our numbers and we talk about, we're all running Facebook ads and we take a look at our numbers and I'm looking at their numbers and noticing that my cost per lead is double what theirs is. And I'm like, what the F is going on? And so I said, okay, I'm going to try this. Now, you know, the little dot, when you ever see a sponsor ad on Facebook, there's a little circle with a person's picture who's sponsoring the ad. I took my picture off and I made a generic thing that said quiz and grow rich. Yep. My cost per lead went from seven and eight dollars per lead to between two dollars and three dollars and seventy six cents per lead. Yep. My list was filled with people that did not look like me. But as soon as they got to that video sales letter and saw your (laughs) face, they were not booking calls. Yeah, I did have a couple of folks that book calls and then two guys that did not look like me, these two white guys, they actually said out of their mouths to me, oh, so did you come up with this by yourself? And <laughs> now my no, corporate I days, bought a
1: package
0: <laughs> in my corporate days, they would always say, Ty, you're so diplomatic. So I still roll with that because that's just yeah. who I am, yep. but it's like everything in me not to shut my computer down. Yep. I then, still
1: got the art. You're so articulate comment. Oh not my that goodness. Though. That so is really. This is real. This is, it's still going on. <laughs> it's yeah. not new. We know, yeah. we know, but you know what, what you just said is reminiscent of the whole real estate situation where you can't, it's a known fact with a lot of black communities that if you're trying to sell your house, you need to remove your portraits you don't mm-hmm. have pictures of your family up yeah. because the house won't sell wow this and is it's crazy. still happening i know of a family that this specifically happened to just a couple weeks ago the minute they took their portraits down because we were talking about it i'm like what did your realtor tell you uh-huh. the real deal she was like finally they did they said let's just try it and see what happens and the house sold
0: Isn't that crazy? In
1: 2023,
0: I'll tell you, it's even more interesting. I reached out to somebody who I respect in the industry a lot. He's a Black guy, but Mm -hmm. he's gotten on stages with a lot of people that don't look like him. And actually, I found him through a woman who doesn't look like him. And they were doing some partnering together. And I reached out to him. I said, you're probably the only person I could really talk to about this. And I was so disheartened after our conversation, Tanya, because he said, it's just the way it is. And my best recommendation is for you to either hire somebody to be a representative that doesn't look like you, hire somebody that's white, or get them as a partner to be a JV person for you to introduce you to their audiences. And I'm like, it is freaking, okay, I'm going to, listen, no, I didn't say it's fucking 2023. And this is a man who has made hundreds of thousands of dollars online. And he's like, this is how I got to where I am. He played the game. Yeah. And I was crushed. And so that was the thing that makes me want to tap out. Like, wow, it's in 2023, this is what we have to do. Yeah. It was really heartbreaking.
1: But you know what we have to do? And I'm going to spin this a little bit for those who are sitting here and they're thinking, dang, I shouldn't even do this. (laughs) If they've been around this long and they're experiencing this, maybe I shouldn't. Here's the thing that brings me joy. For me, what brings me joy is the few people that I can make an impact with. It's the people that I know.
0: I gotta interrupt you. Because you said
1: few. Okay, it's a lot. Okay, thank you. (laughs) On it, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know few about it. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't even you know, for me, like <laughs> my communities that I build, I have made an intentional and purposeful decision mm-hmm. that I don't want to build communities of 200, 300, 500 people or more. I don't want that. Yeah. What I specifically have created are micro communities. So I have a micro community in my Facebook space. I have a micro community with my Stream Bosses Academy. And I've gotten over the past couple of years, extremely clear in the way in which I verbiage who I'm looking to partner with, who I would want to be a client and a customer in those spaces. Yeah, Because initially I was doing the copy game. I was doing the copywriting with the generic sales page and it's open to all and whoever wants to come. And then I started seeing poison seep into my conversations. And I literally had one of my members say, I feel like I need to shut down now. Like, I feel like I can't be as vocal and as Mm -hmm. open. And the minute she said that, I knew what she was talking about. And I said, okay, it's my job. If I want to create and support you in this space, it's my job to set boundaries. Yeah. So I will do that. And I will do it with grace and with kindness and compassion, but I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And so someone who I could tell was from a bro marketing community, a couple of guys, came into they wanted to sign up one of them wanted to sign up for the space and was asking me questions about it and he could clearly see my words like my word said I'm looking for this group of people and this is right. who I want to communicate with and I want to help empower you to use your voice and speak because we've had those conversations time of speed this up mm-hmm. but we've had those conversations in my creator days is what we call them, our co-working spaces mm-hmm. where women of color, women who are obese, women of a certain age, they have said, I never have felt as accepted as I do now. When Mm -hmm. I go into other groups and when I sign up for other workshops and programs and memberships, I don't feel accepted. I feel like I'm just on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. So knowing that when this happened, this person submitted to be a part of the community, because now I do, I look at it like an application. I reached out to him and I said, I just want to be clear on what the mission is of this space. And as long as you're comfortable that you can support that mission and that you're not going to create any boundaries or distractions, then this may be the space for you. But I want to understand what attracted you, what drove you here, even seeing the wording. And I could tell that he was, it was almost like in the end, I'll tell you what the response was. Here's how I interpreted it. I love what you share and I know that you have a lot of knowledge and I want some of that, which was fine. But I also noted that his interactions with some people were turning people off. And so I had to tell him, you know what? You can access the courses, the replays, but you're not the ideal connection for me in this space, in this moment. You're not, I cannot create a distraction and a disruption for this, the people who have been here. Yeah. And so if you want, I'll even give you a deeply discounted <laughs> opportunity to work with me one-on-one. And then you can have access to some of the replays, to the training. But where we're having private conversations about feelings and emotions and things that are being said to us and how we're reacting to that, I'm not sure that's the right. I'm not sure that I'm doing due diligence and stewarding that yeah. properly if I allow you into the space. And it was a tough conversation, Ty. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm proud of you, number one, for being willing to have that conversation. I'm so inspired by you for being willing to have that conversation. And I'm also so happy that you led and curated the space for your audience that you wanted to work with. And I think that goes back to the theory I was thinking about earlier. I think for some of us, it's having the heart of a teacher, And the sad part is, and I'm going to say the sad part, but I'm going to to talk about the good part too, right? The (laughs) sad part is think about how teachers are overlooked and underpaid in our society. Yep. Okay. In the entrepreneurial space, you have a lot of us who are teachers. We're not going to get the same treatment and we're not going to get the same clout as some other folk. And I think we have to learn I don't want, how what do I want to say this? We have to learn to cherish that because it's not about tolerating to be okay, but I'm starting to cherish it. I'm starting to cherish the fact that, okay, I, you're, cause I always say this, you're not going to see me on somebody's stage talking about, let's shake your butt. And that's just not who I am. I'm an introvert. I don't like no. even going to those kind of events. <laughs>
1: no, <Nope.
0: laughs> not my thing. And I really respect, and I admire those folks who do that, but I'm the teacher. I'm the one that folks come to when they want the explanation. One of my clients, she told me, and this is my favorite description she's, that anyone's ever given me. She said, I'm her vision midwife, right? I'm helping her give birth to something. And she's gone on to do like amazing things. But I was there when it was like crap. And I built her first website. Yes. Right? <laughs> and I love that. And so I'm coming to cherish that. Yes. Yes. And that's what keeps me from tapping out because otherwise I believe y'all can have it.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It wasn't until I had this space and I got very clear because of the conversations where these women, and we have one man, by the way, who I also interviewed Mm -hmm. and he was fully on board with, oh, I support this and I support that. And here's how I, like we had a little mini interview. He'll tell you now. (laughs) He's like, yeah, she almost didn't let me in.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: But I am very inspired by these ladies who feel that they have finally found a space where they can learn, where they can grow. And that's why most of them have been there for over a year and a half, for almost two years now, as long as I've had the Academy. They are supportive. They are encouraged. They learn. I learn from them. And that is the space that I decided because I wasn't finding what I needed elsewhere and I wasn't accepted in some certain circles Mm because here's the other thing that we haven't talked about. Also being us, like you said, shaking the booty, wearing the excessive makeup, dressing up all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't dress up all the time. I have a t-shirt on now because I love t-shirts that are comfortable. Uh I love my baseball cap if my hair's not great. Now, I do like to have my hair done. i do mm-hmm. I do that, and I do the nails and all that. but I'm not we are not stereotypical. And I think there are certain people that have a stereotype of what mm-hmm. black women business owners should be. And sometimes we're not accepted in our own spaces because of that. that is hundred percent true. So it's you find this, and I finally decided, like you said, cherishing, I cherish what I'm creating, Mm -hmm. not only for myself, but for other visionaries like me and like you who wanted to still be in the game, but not play the game the way other people were playing it.
0: Yeah. Or how about we just play a different game? How about that? Yeah. We can still win. Absolutely. And you know what? I just want to play as I've gotten older and wiser, <laughs> right? <laughs> really taking a look at like what does success look like and feel like for me. Yes. And as trailblazers, this is the other thing. If you're listening to this and you're a trailblazer, right? And by trailblazer, and I'm gonna be a little clear about that, but that's a term I use, but it's those of us like you've got ideas, you've got vision. And one of the things that you'll notice about your ideas and vision is it sometimes takes people three or four years to catch up to where you are. Yep or you stumble because you keep looking for somebody to pave the way for you. And then you realize that, oh no, you are the way for other people. Yep. And when we're in this space, it can be really lonely. It can be really hard because we're always looking around and there's not many other people that are like us and that really can connect. But I promise you we're here. And if you're listening to this, give yourself permission to just play because that's how we get to win is by playing. We lose and everybody else that will benefit from us, they lose when we don't play. So let's just play.
1: I love that. And it, it is, it does not feel like work to me to get up on a Saturday morning and to deliver a three hour boot camp. It doesn't feel like work to me to be up at night and to create content in preparation for our next training day or just to create content for my free Facebook group or to use the quiz that you and your team helped put together for me and to tweak it and add new things to the autoresponder sequence. I've learned so much and I really want to pass it on to people, but I also want to do it understanding my value. Yeah. I know what I'm worth. Yeah. I know that I don't have to accept less so i have made a purposeful decision to create my own way and i think that's what you're talking about when you say trailblazer and you recognize that's what you are you do those things and you're able to do it from in a spirit of truth and honesty when people come and they say hey i think i want to be a part of your course because it looks really cool I'm like, okay, tell me what you're trying to get from it. And if they say something that I know is not aligned and I'm not going to give them that in that course, then I'll tell them. I told somebody that Friday night because it was almost midnight for the deadline for people to join for the bootcamp. Yes. And I said, you could do the replay but you're really going to get so much more if you're live. So if you can't come live now, we'll host it again in the future. But it's up to you. You can pay the money now. But you doing the replay is not going to give you the interaction. And you won't have access to me yeah. to be able to ask those questions live. Yeah. So I think having fun and playing and being curious and asking questions. And when the spirit of curiosity, I was talking about this with Kirk Nugent not that long ago. Is It means that you are seeking information from a place of wanting to learn and know, not because you're trying to compete, but because you want to grow.
0: I love that, you know, and I love that we're able to have this conversation because there are a lot of people that won't be willing to have this conversation because we're going to act, everything is peachy and rosy. We're going to act like, you know, what our Instagram and Facebook pictures say. And listen, this is the real, one of the things that, you know, I'm a big believer on. I used to say, tell the truth, shame the devil. There's no shame in any telling of truth ever. I say, tell the truth, change your life because I believe that there may have been people that are listening to this that were thinking about giving up because they're not getting the clout that they see other people getting. They're not the shiny people. Like that's what I call them, the shiny people. You're not gonna see me rocking no four inch heels. In fact, I have a whole Pinterest board dedicated to four inch heels or hot shoes that I'll never wear, right? Cause they look nice, but you will never see me putting my foot in any of those. (laughs) Oh, I need to be
1: on that board.
0: (laughs) I love shoes, but I'm not doing them. Exactly. right. That's just not who I am. And I am totally in love with that. And for those of you that are listening, if you're a trailblazer, even if you're not a trailblazer, I want you to be totally in love with who you are as well and show up authentically. Because that's where we get to create the most impact. There are people that are looking for us. So when they see us be who we are, it gives them the freedom to be who they are.
1: I always say that if however you choose to show up, You're allowing people to give themselves permission to show up as who they are authentically and with truth. Yeah. So we have to make that personal choice. If we want to be in this, first of all, you got to know that it is work and that it does take a long time. Sometimes some people have a different path. So, you know, power to them. Yeah. But then there are others of us who are going to stay in the game because we know That the power is in us showing up so that other people can feel that they can show up too. The Mm -hmm. power is in the ripple effect that we're making. It may not even be in the moment right this second, but it's in the transformation that other people are seeing us go through that Mm -hmm. encourages them to also continue on in the face of adversity or when they feel like maybe I should give up because I don't see enough of me. Right. On different stages and platforms.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you said that. Ripple effect is one of my favorite things because that's what I believe. It goes back to the teachers. Right. It's the teacher that works really hard for that one student that people are going to give up on. Never got any credit, never got any clout. Right. But the seeds that they sowed are the reasons why that person is doing excellent 10 years later. 20 years later, and went on to change the lives of hundreds and thousands of people. It started from the teacher that sowed that seed. And so for some of us, let's cherish the fact that we are teachers, we are healers. And even if you don't get the clout, it's okay. And the other piece of that is figure out how to build a business model that works for you. Because that's the other piece of this. And this is just could be me. But for a long time, I associated with clout. I associated clout with being able to make a whole lot of money. Same. Right? So I don't have to clout, so I can't do X, Y, and Z. No, let me flip this business model to what is going to work for how I want to live and how I want to show up. And that becomes the journey that helps me become who I'm supposed to be, that makes sense.
1: Totally. Totally. Look, people for years were like you actually have a full-time job too? Like you work in a corporate role and you do this? And I said, yeah, I love them both. I have a passion for the things that I do in all of the different hats that I wear. Mm -hmm. It's a personal choice. I could have made a decision to say, you know what, I'm just going to give up one and do the other full-time, but Mm -hmm. I made a personal choice. So to your point about the business model that you have or that you create for yourself and you're accepting that can work. You may have to redefine your vision of what success looks like. And it may not look like what the next person or the next persons look like. To me, I believe I am a success. I believe that I'm able to create a sustainable life for my family and for myself through both avenues. So I think that we have to stop being confined to other people's definition of what success is and what other people's definition of, I'll say, success looks like on social media, especially.
0: Because you're
1: finding out that a lot of people <laughs> are lying. A lot of people, look, those suicides that recently happened on Instagram, those people who were influencers, I'm going to do air quotes, yeah who said they were making millions of dollars and they were not. Look, that Chrisley Knows Best show, I love mm-hmm. that show. I did too. I love that show, but the behind the scenes of these type of situations, that's the reality behind the scenes, but we're not seeing that. We're seeing what people, the facade that people like to put up and say, mm-hmm. look at me in this nice house with this nice car and this, I'm doing all these trips and travel. Do you know how much travel is expensive? Travel is hard on your body, physically, emotionally, all those things. Yeah, It's not something I choose in this moment, but it doesn't mean that I'm not successful because I'm not choosing that. So yeah, yeah, I think we get to define and redefine what that looks like for us. And that's why the space that I'm creating, Mm -hmm. it's giving people permission. It's saying, Hey, okay. If you want to talk about body positivity and you're getting a bunch of trolls that are trolling you on Instagram, then let's talk about how you can combat that. And let's talk about how we can support you. And if you choose to stay there, then we'll do what we need to do to try to help you feel boosted. But if you don't, you can choose someplace else. You don't have to stay there. Yeah. We get to make our own decisions and choices about where we are comforted and where we feel accepted and what makes us feel joy. Yes. And we get to choose who we want to serve.
0: We don't all need the masses of people. We don't all need this particular audience. You, you, Who do you want to sow into? That's the real, I think that's real liberation is when we recognize that we get to choose who we want to invest our resources in as entrepreneurs. Yes, people are paying us, but we're also sowing into other people. And the fact that we get to choose that is super powerful. All of that, Dang it I have so enjoyed As always, you know, I'm always going to enjoy talking to you, whether we're recording or not. We just have so (laughs) much fun. And I want you to, because listen, one of the things that we're doing with this series of podcasts that we have is that I wanted to peel back the layers. Cause you know, we're going to have the links in the show notes and I'm going to ask her to share where she wants to point you to at the end of this, but you can go on and you can find out about all the amazing stuff that Tanya does with video. She's got a group on Facebook. She's got a membership. She's got a lot of different avenues for you to find out about how she can help you make amazing video and make it really easy. But what you got to hear today was a real conversation with a real woman entrepreneur, a real mom, somebody who's living this. And we're not having this fake phony thing that, on social media that looks like something that it's not. This is real. And this these are the conversations that I really wanted to have with other entrepreneurs who are liberated. They're building their business on their own terms, and they're creating success in a way that matters to them. So Tanya, thank you. Thank you. Any final words that you want to say as we wrap up this conversation
1: just that i appreciate the platform and the space to be able to talk about being liberated and i didn't even make that connection until you just said that but this truly is this is a life that i feel more liberated about living because i've made business decisions and personal decisions that i think are right for me and i think that Everybody who's listening, watching, whatever, you have to know that there is no cookie cutter formula for success, that it is really about the choices that you choose. And you get to make those decisions. And that's something to celebrate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I am so grateful that our paths crossed and connected, that you are in my life and in my community. And so, listen, I want people to be able to find you. So, where can they find you online? Where's the best place for them to look for you and connect with you?
1: Yeah, my website is getnoticedwithvideo.com. And that is where you can find everything that you want to know. You can find my Stream Like a Boss TV channel. You'll find information about the quiz that Ty and her team put together for me. Everything that you need to know is there. On YouTube, I'm at Tanya Smith. So Stream Like a Boss with Tanya Smith is the title of my show. And I go live every week on Thursday. So come hang out with us.
0: Come hang out with Tanga. You'll <laughs> catch me there a few times as well. And all the links to everything are going to be in the show notes, but it's definitely in your best interest to connect with my sister from another Mr. And Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you. It was so powerful. It was what I needed today. Same.
0: <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us for today's episode Check the show notes at tygoodwin.com for links and resources. And be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you found value in this episode, please leave us a rating. Until next time, be brilliant, be bankable, and show up like a boss in your life and your business.